On this episode of BTS, we're talking about the comeback trailer for Map of the Soul Persona. It's amazing, and you just have to listen to this. Let's get it. Hey everybody, we're back, and <laughs> this episode is gonna be lightning fast for us. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we always plan our episodes, even though we wing it 99% of the time. Uh, this one's kind of unplanned. Uh, we have been waiting for what we're talking about to happen. We didn't know when it was gonna happen, uh, but it happened today. So we're talking about the teaser trailer for Map of the Soul Persona. It came out this morning, and basically how it went down, at least on my end, was I woke up, I read it was kind of down, so I was like looking on Twitter for something else, and then I saw all these people being like, Map of the Soul Persona, and I'm like, did something happen? I'm seeing chalkboards. I'm seeing chalkboards <laughs> with a lot of writing. I'm like, what is happening? So I go to BTS's profile, because I'm like, that's probably the source of this. They tweeted one little link that's it and they're like comeback trailer and I like sent the link to Molly I didn't even watch it yet I'm like Molly comeback trailer and she's like I know I can't process I don't know what's <laughs> happening I haven't even gotten my thoughts so then I she's like what do you think and I'm like I haven't even wa-. well I didn't say this I said it in my head I haven't watched it yet because um I was trying to watch it then okay so <laughs> so then I watched it and I honestly didn't even have any thoughts from my first watching because I didn't even know how to process <laughs> yeah so I don't know if Erica you've seen or if any of you listeners see the memes that go around it's called like 12 phobia it's uh the phobia of 12 a.m korea standard time when big hit is going to drop something and it's funny because there's so many different time zones that people are in that are different than Korea Standard Time. So people are up at like weird times of the day and like two or three in the morning. And thankfully for us, 12 a.m. Korea Standard Time is 10 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, So we're up normally and moving around and can be waiting for this stuff. We've been waiting like every day for the past like three or four days. Um, There's a lot of translator accounts and some other Twitter accounts that have been like, okay, it's going to be today. Something's going to drop today. And then 12 a.m. comes around and nothing happens. And it's like, okay, Big Hit's just messing with us. So then everybody's like, okay, today it's going to happen. I feel it. Today it's going to happen. 10 a.m. I actually got a V Live notification first. So they they put the trailer on V Live as well. And I was like, wait, maybe they're doing something different. Maybe they're just doing something on V Live. And then after I got the V Live notification, I got the Twitter notifications and then a YouTube notification. So I have all my <laughs> notifications for all my different BTS platforms set. And like, so I just got bombarded all at once. And uh, so I was in the middle of actually watching it on V Live. Their stream wasn't very good when the Twitter note or when the YouTube notification happened. So I was like, okay, screw this. I'm gonna get on Twitter and watch. <laughs> and so I restarted it from the beginning so I could see Namjoon in all of his glory in uh, high def. Yeah. So yeah. it was like I watched it at least six times so far, and still like it's not all processed. And honestly, this is our first comeback, but we're going to try to maybe do um, a few of these episodes throughout the build-up period for the comeback, just because we know 
already with this first thing. There's going to be so much to talk about. And we want you guys to be here with us during the journey as we're like freaking out, even waiting a few hours to like talk about this when we can find some time to carve out in our day to talk about this was really hard. And like yes. to wait for that because like there's just so much happening. Here's the thing I realized with watching this video. I'm like, oh my gosh, BTS is like so deep. And honestly, you could watch their videos and their stuff like a million times and find something new or find some other connection or past reference. And even with all the studying I did on Twitter before now and all the stuff like you you can't catch up. There's just so much stuff. So we're obviously going to miss some things, but we're going to just talk about some of the things that stood out to us the most and just like our impressions, our thoughts. Okay. So what do you want to start off with? So first of all, when it first started, I'm like, this music sounds kind of familiar. I don't know. Just like, it sounded very familiar to me and like the visual and images. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've seen this somewhere before, but two and two weren't connecting. Then I'm, I start getting bombarded with uh, people that I talk to about BTS and everybody's breaking this stuff down. The intro is the same as the intro to School Love Affair, but just upgraded. If you put the two intros to the School Love Affair intro video and this video, they're the exact same. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wh- wait, what? We had this discussion on our last episode about kind of our predictions a little bit. And we were both like, okay, they're going to give nods to like some of their older music or like we hope they do um, after the Armypedia event and them doing like the acoustic versions of some of their older songs. And that was like my first thing is like, okay, this is way too familiar and the sound is amazing. And I mean, my first thought actually was Namjoon looks ridiculously good with his <laughs> platinum hair my thought and, was like he's my new bias <laughs> right and he, he sounded so good he just like oozed this confidence I know we got mono but there weren't like true music videos for that there were a lot of lyric videos mm-hmm. and so we haven't seen him like by himself in a long time and so to see him in a music video by himself I don't know just like confirms everything about why he is their leader and their strength that he has and just like the messages that he firmly believes in. And he just like, this is BTS. Yeah. I mean, we talked in one of our earliest episodes about like the book that we had and how we found out at that time that BTS was kind of created around um, RM and he was the first member and like, they kind of crafted the vision. So like, you know, I think he is, the leader in so many aspects, but especially with this depth. Um, One of the things we mentioned in the last episode about Persona is like, it's kind of based off of like, or what we're guessing, the work of Carl Jung, which is a psychologist who is a pioneer and everything. You can see on the chalkboard, there's a chalkboard later on in the video, all these like quotes from him. But anyway, the reason I bring it up is because I brought up the Myers-Briggs theory and in Myers-Briggs, which is based off of his work. Namjoon is an INFP and they're very deep types that have like a lot of symbolism and meaning. And like they think in like metaphors and they make lots of connections between things. And you can just really see that like at work and on display and everything that they do, but especially this project. And also what you said about like them referencing like the other music for me, 
you know what I was saying? Like I kind of pick and choose songs based off of like performances. Cause I primarily consume them through like YouTube. So I'm not familiar with a lot of like the lesser known tracks or whatever. It's kind of exciting for me. Cause all of this is new to me. And this is exactly what I was kind of like wanting in terms of like their whole library. Cause like consuming it all at once, it's just so big and whatever. And then to go into the song and think it's a new song and then realize it has a history to it. Um, it kind of confirms what we were saying, which is like with Armypedia and references to their past, this is their way, we believe, of them introducing new Army to their whole body of work, which is really mm -hmm. awesome because like a lot of people are exposed to them basically through like the main songs and everything, right? And that's six years of stuff. Like that's a lot of stuff and a lot of people don't go back that far. I know like I'm not going to go back to at this point everything, right? I, I was going to say this before or I was thinking about this in between this episode and the last one was that like, I wanted to acknowledge that like their comeback for SNL. Right. And I was like, that's really interesting. They're not doing like their normal, like Korean comeback stages. And I was wondering why for that. And then I was starting to think like, you know, they really want to increase their presence in the world and they need a, a like a global comeback stage. So I think that's why they're doing SNL. I think this comeback is going to be focused on like international fans and introducing new people to their work and a revisiting of their stuff. So I hope that makes sense. Like I'm trying to like say it in a way that makes sense, but yeah, no, it totally makes sense because if you look at some of their numbers, like I follow a couple of Twitter accounts that follow their numbers and stats and stuff like that, just to kind of keep up with I, that stuff's interesting to me. And in the past year, this wasn't planned, so I don't have this graphic, but there was a graphic and it was showing their Twitter followers by year. And it's like in the past year and a half or so, like they've gained like more followers on Twitter than in the first like four or five years, even in the past like six months, like they've just mm -hmm. skyrocketed. And so I think that's a good, a good assessment to say like, you know, we're established in Korea. We've been around for almost seven years now. And we've only really been big internationally for like a year or two. And so maybe it's time that we expand that a little bit and we do our main comeback stage on SNL. People around the world will understand and we'll see. And they're still doing all their normal Korean comeback stages, but it's going to be after. Like they normally, you know, would do their first comeback stage in Korea and they're going to do it in the States. It's amazing because I grew up watching SNL. It was like a, a huge thing to me and people are always really honored actually to be the guests on SNL because it's such a long running program. It's kind of like been a staple in an, in American households for a really long time. And so for them to um, be and on that stage is incredible. Not only is it an honor, but it's strategic. So like they're just hitting me so much with like how smart they are too. Like mm -hmm. in big hit as well. This is like the whole production, the whole team, everything coming together. It's not just BTS, but it obviously they're the core and nucleus of this, but like it's strategic. SNL is going to expose them to an audience that maybe hasn't seen them. Like right now they're trying to look and get their music to people who haven't really been consuming it, who don't know them. Mm -hmm. BTS right now, as it stands in the United States is not like that a name that's like known. Like people are like, Oh, maybe I've heard of them or I don't, I don't know. You know, they're not mainstream here. Not really. That's crazy to think that they aren't with their numbers and stuff. <laughs> and, their influence in the world and their global like power, but they aren't. 
So I feel like this is very strategic and like, okay, we need to do this comeback and we need to go to places we haven't been before. Not only just like in charts and history and whatever, but also places where people haven't heard of them. There are armies that have not yet been discovered yet. You know what I mean? Isn't that exciting? Think about like we were undiscovered and think about how much they've changed our lives. And that's about to happen with so many people. Plus just watching this video, getting back to like that, and how deep it is, like, honestly, first of all, my brain was exploding because I haven't thought like this since I was, like, last in, like, grad school. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, like, my brain is not used to, like, all these deep meetings and all these, like, things rushing to my mind about all these, like, hidden layers and context and everything like that. All And it's overwhelming for me, too, because, like I said, this is all new to me. So just like this music is introducing them to, like, some of their older music and revisiting, for me, I'm not familiar. So, like, I'm on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, I have to go back. Now I have to go back and listen to this song, and I have to go back and see this song. And I didn't really know that and whatever. So it's all very new for me, too. So then it's like, whoa, this is not just, like, one song that I'm learning about today. It's at least three, you know? Like, yeah, it's like or three albums worth of music. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my gosh. So like, it is, it's overwhelming. I'm excited. I have adrenaline running through my veins. Like, I feel like I can lift a car over my head. I just want to mention, uh, you said something about, like, you can't believe that they're not a household name here. Like, and you said because of their numbers. And what I'd wanted to mention, there were almost a half a million views in the first hour. And I wanted to remember to look at it again. Oh, yeah. There's already 2.1 million views in four hours. I mean, craziness craziness um one thing I will say is that like with the internet the internet makes fame weird now it used to be there was like kind of one centralized like form of entertainment so everybody kind of had a common understanding of who was famous who was a-list you know what the main stuff is we all listen to the radio stations we all watch tv we all watch the same movies right now with globalization and the internet which widens everything and also people are consuming things on a more individual basis there's these like small niches and communities and like subgroups and so like bts is still like a subgroup kind of under the radar thing outside of korea but it's not because there's so many people in this army so right. Back to this video, I watched it a few times too, and I was reading Twitter, and I was looking at interpretations, and I was looking at things, and then I like, so I watched it first without any subtitles, because I just wanted to, you know, consume it. Then I watched with the the subtitles, the English subtitles. Then, because it went so fast, I wanted to read it, and I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what the lyrics meant. What I thought was so great was that we went on a we were on a journey with them, obviously, right? And I felt like this song was RM talking to us, Army, kind of as a friend. Like I think he's like sharing his inner thoughts that you can't really like share. Like it's like if we were at a cafe with him, it's like this is what's going on with him. Hey, RM, like you're this big star and everything, but tell me, what do you feel inside? Like what what's going on with you right now? And I feel like this song is like that. Yeah, that's, I've always felt that about RM that out of all the guys, if he was the first one I was to meet, like I could see just meeting him in a cafe and just sitting down and having a conversation and just like not even being like an awkward situation, you know, just like immediately sitting down and just starting and talking and having this like long in-depth conversation. And that's why I'm so glad that he did the intro for this. And like, just from the get go, 
the very first line, it says, mm-hmm. who am I? The question I had my whole life, the question which I probably won't find an answer to in my whole life. And it's like, you know how many people can relate to that on so many different levels? It's like most of the song, it's him talking about like being an idol and like him becoming a hero and like the the position that they are in and like the power that they have. But it also relates to people in everyday life. And I haven't talked about this on the podcast before. And most people know it's not like a super sensitive subject with me, but um, I was adopted. I struggled with this growing up, not knowing who I was like people would always talk about like, oh, do you look like your mom or your dad? Or are you this? Or like, does like this disease run in your family? I'm like, I have no idea. I don't even know like my actual like DNA makeup. I do need to do like a 23andMe thing or something because I was adopted. So I don't really know like scientifically, I guess, like who, where I came from, who I am. And so I always struggled with that thinking like that was part of my identity, like knowing who my birth parents were. And it took me a really, really long time to like come to the conclusion that it's like, I make my own journey. Like I am who I am because of my decisions, not based on who birthed me or who raised me, but based on my decisions and what I do in my life. And on the chalkboard, Erica was talking about, um, there was one little section, it was really small. And I like, I zoomed in and found it. And it says, (laughs) I am not what happens to me. I am what I choose to become. And that hit me so hard because there's a lot of people who've been through so many things and so many trials and tribulations in their life. And they think that that defines who they are, but it doesn't. You are who you choose to become. You make your own choices. My gosh. Do you see the parallels too with Harry Potter? Yes. Yes. One of my favorite quotes from Dumbledore is like almost pretty much the same thing. Like BTS. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, it's so true, Molly. Like I totally agree. And like, that's why this is like so deep. Like it's about, humanity Uh, it's about the soul right it's about these questions that we have throughout our lives because we're constantly evolving we're constantly changing we're constantly on a journey growing into who we are trying to be who we're meant to be who we're becoming I just I'm so enamored with all of this um and it's just it's it's blowing my mind um when I was watching it like probably about the third time and I was finally like reading the lyrics and stuff like that I started like just smiling halfway through because like seeing that Namjoon was talking about himself and everything but talking about himself and in a different way from the past and like it's just so amazing to go on this journey of like okay I need to love myself I don't I wish I could love myself right and then loving himself and then now it's like still grappling with like accept like still being like well I have these flaws I have these things going on, but I also accept myself. Like, this is just who I am. Like, reading these lyrics and stuff like that, like, who am I? But then also, like, yeah, maybe this is the me I want to be. You know, this is who I am, you know? Like, I feel like there's just, like, a sense of acceptance and, like, maturity and stuff that's just, like, so beautiful to see. It's crazy that it's, like, taken me 31 years <laughs> to get to that point, too. Um, this really hit me hard, too. Um, at that point, I think you're talking about, he's talking about all the like, quote unquote, me's that he created. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're basically like the different personas of himself that he's created. 
um, like trying to please other people. And then he says, like, maybe I've been deceiving myself. Maybe I've been lying, but I'm not embarrassed anymore. This is the map of my soul. So many people can relate to that, too. It's like, okay, I'm finally to a point in my life that I'm not like embarrassed of who I am. I this is me. And if you don't like me for me, then that's fine. I like me for me. And I in my past have created different quote unquote me's to please other people. But it never made me happy. That's like the whole point is like this journey on loving yourself and who you truly are and not creating all these different personas to please other people, just laying it all out there for people and saying, this is the map of my soul and you can take it or leave it. And it's so important. I was reading this thing. My friend shared something on Facebook. It was this quote from this like comedian and basically something that stuck out for me with this. He's like, you know, people try to force love fake a love um people try to force love and be what they want other people to be but really you need to love yourself and if you only love yourself like 20 percent, that means someone can come you come along and love you 30 percent, and you're like wow that's so much that's more than i deserve right he's like but that's not that much it's only 30 percent. he's like so you have to find a place of getting to like loving yourself 100 percent, so that the, when the person comes along that you really should be with it's like they're gonna have to go above and beyond to like kind of have your heart but that's what's you know, they deserve. And that's what you deserve. And I just thought about that, obviously, in the context of this, it's like, so many times, we're so concerned with how we appear, what other people think, and especially for RM, who's had this history in the past, like coming from underground rap, which there's a really good thread on Reddit about this. I was reading it recently that just was like saying, hey, you know, I haven't seen like a really in-depth history about RM's, you know, music before he became a member of BTS, right? So they're like, so I just wanted to write something because I was into the underground scene. And so it was really interesting about where he came from. And so he has this group of people who feel like they abandoned him and he's selling out and he's being like this, like, idol you know and whatever and like what a sellout but what happens when like being an idol is actually more of who you were than the underground thing and trying to like be true to your roots honor your roots or whatever but at the same time be who you are because to me when I see no more dream while it's funny for us to like kind of laugh and be like they're so cute and what's going on and everything I feel like this era is the most themselves they've ever been. You can see a sense of freedom of them on stage when we watch like fan cams, when they laugh with each other. And there's a sense of like, this is just who I am. Maybe I'm nerdy. Maybe I'm clumsy. Maybe I like dancing in a boy group. This is who I am. As opposed to like a lot of hip hop and rap is about posturing and about never being vulnerable, about being dope or whatever, you know, you kind of have to hide who you are. And I've seen it with Sugar too. You know, it's kind of like he's smiling more. He's like more of himself. And I think it's hard for the rap community to kind of understand that, you know, because they just think it's selling out when it's really like, no, this is just who I am. Yeah, like I'm little, I'm little meow meow, but I can rap better than anybody else. <laughs> like I'm a little squishy kitten, but I'm also August D. And you can be both of those. You don't have to be one or the other. And what you were saying about um, RM, I don't know if you saw this. In the video, there was a part that the a flag came down and it said Kim Namjoon yes. is 
Korean. And uh, he says the three syllables of my name and the word but that should come before any of those. Yeah, that's and, like a meme in K-pop, isn't it? I found out. Yes, I was educated about this because I did not know this. So but Namjoon is a phrase in K-pop uh, that they use when one of their favorites do something that's problematic. And then they say, but Namjoon, because he's had some like, you know, he did some problematic things in the past or whatever. And now he's, you know, he's apologized and he's this like very polished UN speaker, basically um, <laughs> he's educated himself on this stuff. And if he makes a mistake, he figures out what it was and, he, and it doesn't happen again. So they say like person A says, your your Opa said this. And then person B says, oh, but. But Kim Namjoon, did you forget about him saying like, okay, my my fave did this, but you're going to distract you. But Namjoon did this six years ago. It's like okay, um, so him calling out all the haters again, basically being like, all right, like, yeah, and yeah, I didn't I, know any of that stuff. I didn't either, and it's like because again, we're not a part of the K-pop world, but I think there is like a lot of resentment and. and in one of our first episodes, we talked about it, how, like, people are like, well, he's now our president, and we're declaring our independence from K-pop. And, right. And, you know, now we're seeing, like, BTS watches and consumes and knows all this stuff, too. It's not just, like, there's celebrities that are, like, impervious to any of this, and they don't mm-hmm. know anything that's going on. The stuff that he slipped in there is, like, I hear this stuff. Yeah. It, it affects me. Like I hear people using me as a butt of like a joke or a distraction. And I think in early in their career, from what I've seen in like interviews and stuff, he had a chip on his shoulder. I mean, mm-hmm. you can see, and like, even in like their ciphers and everything there, you can tell yep. they're trying to kind of sort of prove something like, Oh, you think you're so great, but look at us. We have all these billboards. We have all these, records we're doing history but now it's like there's a place when you get to your life when you truly don't care you know that's kind of like acting like you don't care like I don't care because I'm doing so well but then you do so well that like you don't even have to mention that stuff it doesn't matter this is just who I am I don't care so Mm -hmm. I feel the same way as an army a member of the army like I know that there's people online that get like caught up in like drama and I try not to put any of that in my feed obviously but every once in a while someone will like screenshot like oh be these people are saying this, these antis are saying this. And I'm like, why even pay attention? I don't care. I don't care what anyone who doesn't like BTS has to say. It's not something that like I need to like prove to anyone or care no. about. Like, I just want to live in this land of love. I live <laughs> in the, live in the, um, but land of love because it doesn't matter to me. There are always going to be people who are negative and try to bring you down or like, how are you going to prove something subjective to me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, are they good or not? Okay, who cares? Like, I believe that they're amazing. And so that's what matters to me. So everybody in the world could hate them. If I love them, I love them. The so, funny thing is, I like to think some of those people are like actual BTS fanatics. And like, they're sitting in their room that's like covered in BTS stuff. <laughs> and they're like, BTS sucks <laughs> or something. And they're just trying to get attention and like stir up problems. It's like they're like you said, there's always going to be problematic people in every fandom with every celebrity with literally anything that exists. There was uh, I saw somebody actually one of our listeners uh, tweeted something earlier and they were like, 
50,000 likes on the new comeback trailer and there was one dislike. And she was like, hmm, I wonder who this one random dislike is. And it's like, okay, one person put a thumbs down on it. It's like they're just trying to be silly or be dumb or like have attention maybe really or... Like it or get attention. But like, who cares who that one person is? I like it. You like it. The people I talk to like them. I'm going to surround myself with those people. Sometimes if I see people that retweet those things you're talking about or like take those screenshots, I'll either unfollow them or I'll mute those people because yeah. I don't want to see that. That's yeah, you've not... got about one from me. Yeah. And then I totally agree with you. Yeah, that's not part of my BTS experience. I don't want all that negativity. I don't like drama. I don't want the fights and the antis and the blah, 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 blah. I just want to love BTS. And There's no be... time for it. Yeah, Excuse there's me, not. I'm deciphering chalkboards, okay? Exactly. I don't have time for hate. And it's really funny because, like, okay, I have to bring it up every episode, but NSYNC, right? Okay, so back in the day, NSYNC and Backstreet were always, like, a battle, like, the fans. And I got so caught up in it. Not, like, in a real, like, intense way. Like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, it wasn't, like, real. But it was still, like, this rivalry, right? And it's just like, oh, NSYNC's on top today on TRL. No, Backstreet is, right? Now, I really don't care at all. Like, I just want to consume more BTS. There's not enough time to even consume BTS. So why would I spend my time on negativity on anything that, so you're right. I clear my feet. It's like, if you're not bringing positivity, then you've got to go because what is the point? And I can curate my own feed. Another thing I did want to bring this up to you, Molly, and to the audience about NSYNC, because, you know, anytime I bring them up, I'm like, I don't know, you know, it feels weird for me to say, do I love BTS more than NSYNC? You know, it's been so short. That was so intense when I was younger. I love them forever and I still do. But today, today solidified for sure. I was like, I don't even feel hesitant anymore. Like I don't even have like a bone in my body that is like, who do I love? There's a song NSYNC wrote called God Must Have Spent a Little More Time on You. And I was like thinking about the lyrics today and I was like, this song is about BTS. <laughs> I was like, can this be true? I forgot to mention this to you and I'm going to say it so she hears it. Uh, the listener that you were talking to about that wanted me to tell you that you better mention that on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I like, I sent her, I sent the lyrics out because I was like thinking about the lyrics. I'm like, this is about BTS. The lyrics very quickly are, can this be true? Can this be real? How can I put into words what I feel? My life was complete. I thought I was whole. Why do I feel like I'm losing control? Never thought that love could feel like this. Then it gets into like kissing, which obviously that part's not relevant. And then it goes into like, God must have spent a little more time on you. That's how the song goes. But I'm like, I'm BTS. And I'm like, this song encapsulates how I feel from my old previous first love sort of, of a boy band, because I like New Kids on the Block, too, Um, but first love of a boy band to now maybe my long-term soulmate of a boy band. So, obviously, I still have mad love for NSYNC forever, and I'll get down with the get down, digital get down, but... It's funny that you said that um, there was a Cafe Army tweeted, she said, I'll love BTS until my soul leaves my body, or I'll stay in BTS or something, or I'll love them until my soul leaves my body, which will be never. And then somebody commented under it, they're like, I'll be standing from the grave. And I'm like, yep, that's going to be me too. It's like, the this is forever. And like all these memes I see 
And I saw a Golden Girls meme the other day and it was them at like a dance class and somebody photoshopped them holding army bombs and like BTS shirts and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's going to be me the rest of my life with my army bomb and from beyond like supporting and standing and loving BTS. Never thought that love could feel like this. It's so true. Like I've been fans and like kind of like avid fans of things before in the past. But this is, like, on a whole new level. And, like, today it was really hitting me because, like, all of this stuff is so deep, right? And so I was, like, it's so layered. And I love stuff like that. And I told you, like, they love Myers-Briggs. Like, my BTS loves Myers-Briggs, too. And they, like, <laughs> love symbolism. Everything on the chalkboard. Quotes. Quotes quotes from Carl Jung. Like, I love Carl Jung. Jungi. <laughs> and you know that, that's the thing that that bothers me about when people are saying there's been a whole hashtag of like protect Nuna armies um that's been going on lately I don't know like who started it or like who was attacking like older fans and stuff but to say like you're too old to fangirl or to appreciate music like I think this album also is going to solidify that because yes they have some older songs and some songs that do talk about like romantic love but even that stuff is a lot deeper than just like surface, like, oh, you're pretty or let's hold hands and kiss and blah, 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 blah. This album, I think, is going to solidify to a lot of people how deep they are. And it's so like strategic and smart, but it's also them like to base an album off a psychology book. <laughs> like, who does a pop that? band. This is a pop intellectuals band. boy band. Like, oh An my god, intellectual gosh. boy band. And it's we like, how can I not love them? Like, yeah, yeah, they're attractive. Yeah, they're cute. I'm going to swoon over them, but they are deep. Look at the stuff that they do. Like, read these lyrics and you and tell me that I'm too old to love this music. They are elevating humanity and it starts with every age. You know what I mean? And yep. Like this, if they, if this boy band was sorted into Hogwarts, they'd be Ravenclaw. Okay. <laughs> they are so smart, making brains hurt. And also like, look at their influence. Obviously they can say things like, oh, I use Downy fabric softener. And like they're, that fabric softener has gone forever to the point where Jungkook can't even find it. They're influential, but look at the way that they're choosing to influence. They're cho- like, they're like, Hey, get into these psychology books know yourself more and then love that person more and understand that like who you are is beautiful like and like I said I have never like understood anything like this or have been a part of something like this where like I'm a part of a fandom but I feel a connection to them not having met them like in sync, it was more of like a fantasy like oh my gosh someday I'm gonna be with Justin Timberlake you know like but it wasn't it was more in my head you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it was not based off of like any like real stuff right this I'm not saying I'm gonna be with them that's not what I'm saying but I'm saying this like relationship feels very much based in like it's like a long distance relationship and a friendship they're impacting our lives and as we see in the lyrics of this song we're impacting theirs too they think about Mm -hmm. us they watch the things we're writing about we're talking about the things that we're struggling with you know there's an energy when they're at the concerts they're like we're getting through this and we're up here and we can do this because of you. And I don't think that's lip service. I think that's coming from a very, like you, they have a connection to us, even if it's not like directly we're meeting in dreams. Souls are meeting like, right. (laughs) The last line, which I haven't stopped singing because it's in English. So I, it immediately (laughs) like stuck in my head. 
And it says, persona, who the hell am I? I just want to go. I just want to fly. I just want to give you all the voices till I die. I just want to give you all the shoulders when you cry. The words speak for themselves in this song. And it's not only a beautiful music video, the artistic portion was great. Like everything. Yeah. It's amazing. Next and um, someone did tweet out um, like credits to the people who worked on the music video and stuff because they need to take a lot of the credit too. Um, but the words speak for themselves. Not only the music is amazing, the the production value is amazing as always, but the words in this in this song just speak for themselves. And it just make, makes me so much <laughs> more excited for the album and um, just to see like what the other songs are like and um how deep the rest of the, the stuff is too. Yeah. And one thing I also wanted to say to that real quick was just that, like, we have talked about this too. They said at the Grammys, this song, this album is for army. This is for yep. army from this first song. Like we said, like they're saying it to us. They're speaking to us. They can't have these, you know, they go into these V live chats. They want to know about our day. Like you said, on Armypedia. they go into fan chat, fan cafe. They want to know about us, but they can't do it because there's like millions and millions of us. They can't do it that way. But this is again, they're like maybe love letter to us. This is their letter of like this, their phone call to us being like, this is where I'm at right now. And the fact that they can be this vulnerable with this is they feel a sense of, sorry, I just, I got really hit with an emotion. Sorry. Like a sense of comfort and safety. Mm -hmm. And I've always wondered how people can do that. You know, being famous, like there's so many people always like tearing people down and negative and judgmental. And I've always been like very private. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be judged that way. And it just like kind of hit me how like, gosh, BTS makes me cry. They probably go through the same fears too. But because of the love of ARMY, like, it really helps them to, like, still strive for their dreams and still continue to do what they love to do because the love outweighs any of the hate. It kind of makes them, again, impervious to it. It's their armor. The way it's just, like, hitting me is that, like, just thinking about how, like, you can, like, take that into your own life. Not living so scared or stopping yourself from doing what you really want to do or love to do because you're scared of how people will perceive you or how they may attack you or whatever. And instead knowing that like the love will like kind of like shield and guard you kind of like Harry Potter's mom's love. Exactly. Like Lily Potter. (laughs) (laughs) It's all connected. Like this is my fandom for real. Like this is some soulmate stuff. This is See, I, I think your um, Horcrux thing was correct. I think they are <laughs> seven reverse Horcruxes. <laughs> a love crux? What is this called? A love crux? I don't know. We need we need to ask J.K. Rowling. Because they're the opposite. What, what the, the opposite of a Horcrux is? Because that's what BTS is, and there's seven of them. I mean, it's it was fate. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think this is a good place to end because you know everybody out there listening knows we can talk for a long time. <laughs> what we will be doing is like I'm sure that they're going to be dropping stuff probably like every single day. Every day. Uh, we're going to try to at least do these more often. 
But we just wanted to at least share this with you guys because, you know, again, this is us having a conversation with each other, but with you too, we hope that you feel like you're chatting with some army friends and like freaking out just like we're freaking out. <laughs> so with that being said, until next time, why say no when you can say B-T- Yes. Yes.